Yes, sir. This is Nels, aka Big Facts and Full Effects, and you are tapped in the balls. Bah! A sports podcast. <laughs> did, you introduce, did you introduce yourself? Yeah, that's what I do with the intro. I said this is now. Oh, I didn't hear you say that part. My bad. Uh, yes, as he said. Nothing you said. That boy had you on mute. Real talk. <laughs> I didn't, bro. I just didn't hear the nails of your Apex Facts with full effect. That's my bad. <laughs> I thought that came after the balls. I guess it came before the balls. Yeah, it's all good. You don't care about me. Dang, cuz, don't do that. <laughs> Damn, well, like, well, like Nelson. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Ballaholics New and Old. Uh, this is Ball Sports Podcast. It's a podcast with balls, about balls, and I am Buddha. It's your boy Dylan, 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 silly nigga. It's Willie. What'd you just say? Well, I ain't hear nothing. What's it, Willie? It's Willie. Really? Oh, okay. There you go. I was like, man, what? Right. Man, what? What? I said, what? Bit, 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 bit frozen time for a second. <laughs> uh, oh, man. So, yeah, episode 231 is probably going to be called Technical Difficulties at this point. Oh, for sure, um, for sure, for sure. Or I, th- I feel like we've already had an episode called Technical Difficulties, so this might be Technical Difficulties technical Part difficulties 2. two. <laughs> um, yeah. Or we could just call it, we could just call it Hold This Tech. Facts. Uh, I like that one. Hold this tech. I like that. I like so, that one. <laughs> so before before we get into you know all the fun stuff and all the sports and everything like that, uh, I want to turn it over to my brother Nels uh, to to talk to the people, man. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to take uh, some time to you know give a big shout out to my mom. Um, you know, I didn't really share this on the air, but, you know, for the last year and like eight, nine months, she has been battling uh, cancer. And um, unfortunately, uh, she left us um, in the earth sense on um, last week. Um, I will be going up to Augusta actually tomorrow to uh, lay her to rest and, you know, to wish her soul and spirit well. Uh, you know, my mom was a beautiful soul. Um and I'm proud to be her son. She was a remarkable woman and was a fighter. So shout out to Marie Augustine one time. Uh, so, you know, I just wanted to do a moment of silence for my mama because that's my mama. Appreciate y'all boys, man. Of course, bro. Um, you know, I can speak on behalf of, of everybody. Our thoughts and, you know, prayers and condolences are, are with you guys. And if there's ever anything y'all need, you know, you can lean on us. Of course, uh, of course. So so we love you. Um, and with that, you know, you guys want to talk some sports? Let's do it. All right. So last weekend, uh, Sunday night, there was a big pay-per-view for AEW. You know, they only do their quarterly pay-per-views. Uh, and it was AEW Double or Nothing uh, live in Las Vegas. And, you know, being the 
pristine podcast that we are, we had boots on the ground, you know, because we don't, we don't, we don't, you know, we run a tight ship around here. We're not like you regular, we're not like you regular Listen, motherfuckers. Our, our mics and recording equipment might not be working sometimes, but shit. <laughs> when, when, it do, when it do work, that junk sounds amazing. So, but when it comes <laughs> to this sports shit, we, we got you covered. So, um, so Willie was present. Um, and, you know, honestly, Willie, you were able to see, you know, uh, three nights of events. So what I want to do before we even get into it, um, I'm going to let you let us know how uh, it was being there live for Dynamite and Rampage. And then when it comes to the pay-per-view, I'm just going to go through the card. And then kind of as I go through, you can kind of give your takes on how the match looked from your perspective how the crowd was during those times and things like that. Is that, that sound good? Yeah. Oh, for sure, man. All right. So, so Wednesday night dynamite, bro. This is, this is your first experience with AEW, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. It was my first experience with AEW and we started off with a steel cage match. Um, (laughs) So that, like that shit was fucking nuts, bro. So like you know we got Wardlow versus um what's his name Sean Spears Sean Spears yeah and um guest ref MJF and it was just entertaining right but right. like everyone in there like I would say like on Wednesday it was everyone was enjoying themselves and like I thought at first I was like man it's kind of weird that you can't hear the announcers like you know and then I but I was what, like what was that what was that start time for y'all. That was so like the start time on Wednesday was I want to say it was four o'clock. Oh, it's so um, wild. Imagine, yeah, so, imagine going to an event at four o'clock. That's crazy. Cr- yeah, that's, that's that's a that's a wow. But then you done you done at dinner time though. Yeah, so that was cool. Like I was home before like seven thirty, so that's it was what? like that. Like that was dope. Um. And everyone there was just like it was really fun, man. And like um, all week, um, people from AEW were going to like different places in Las Vegas and doing different events and things like that. Um, but the Lucha Brothers, well, that that triangle now, that triangle, yeah, yeah, they were um, they like they did um a couple different events at like the Las Vegas Fight Shop, which is like a famous um fight shop in Las Vegas. And they were like did like custom shirts and stuff. So like they were doing like custom Ray Phoenix shirts, like um for Ooh, like I'm sure the, they had the, the set of yellow shirts too, I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh, they were so sweet, man. Um, but it was just like a great like it was just a great experience. And then like going back on Friday, you're like, Oh, like, oh, it's gonna be like, um, it's gonna be cool, like or whatever. But then I think what like you weren't expecting is like that, all right, yeah rampage is only one hour so okay like you're not gonna get that many matches but the fact that we got like three matches after that on dark so darby right. allen um uh, versus um i forget i don't even know who he uh, even fought i think um what's the dude that's with um the young the young bucks oh uh brandon yeah he fought brandon <laughs> oh brandon oh, cutler God. He and killed then, that man. Exactly. He must have killed that man. <laughs> and then, um, 
Brandon Cutler is the buddy. No, Brandon Cutler is the skinny buddy who'll be with the Young Bucks. Who'll be spraying them with the uh, uh, what is it? The the canned air that they would use. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's nuts. And then we also saw Death Triangle, and they fought um like a trio from Las Vegas, and then like we also saw House of Black, and they won against. A trio from Las Vegas. And then we also saw like a women's trios match too. And I was just like, it's like, you know, it's like, although I think because I think like this was something that we had kind of, they had talked about in the wrestling chat was like, oh, AW Dark or whatever. But I was like, AW Dark, you're still performing in front of thousands of people. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, and, and it's, they, they use that uh, Dark as their, um, their web show on YouTube. Yeah, so it's not like you're not getting exposure. So I feel like people are seeing your matches. People are like hyped about it. Like, mm-hmm. so you know, I think it was a great time though. And yeah, sorry to interrupt you. Sorry to interrupt you, but uh, mm-hmm. the it's like the equivalent of WWE's main event. Like, even though it's not on TV anymore, like they they still do main event like for their dark matches and stuff like that, and they just put it on YouTube and shit. And that's how. That's where um, before like Champa started on the main roster, he was doing like a series of matches on main event only in between his time in NXT ending and when he actually debuted. Yeah, and that's dope. he was there just to just to gauge his reaction with the crowd and that kind of stuff, so they can kind of figure out where to put him. And 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 I think that works, especially for if you're getting young people, because like oh like um like Ricky Starks, right? Yeah, I did not know. That this man was like, bro, like he got love, bro. And he did. It was every, it was Wednesday, it was Friday, and it was Sunday. Everyone was yeah. hyped as fuck. And I was like, dang, like I didn't even know he was like like that. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, Ricky Starks. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. So um, if you're good, then we can go right into the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, so to start things out, double or nothing on the buy-in, which is their, their, basically their pre-show match, uh, that they put on YouTube to kind of get last people to last minute people to beg, Hey, if you want to see more, you know, uh, we had the debut of Hookhausen, Hook and, and Danhausen versus Tony Nese and smart Mark Sterling. Um, this match was more just for fun. Like it really wasn't supposed to be a, a wrestling masterclass. You got to see some good suplexes from hook who is just like, it doesn't make sense how he's just able to just kind of effortlessly just throw these guys. Like, <laughs> and like Bro, a couple of weeks ago, was like he had like a big, like super heavyweight dude, like fat dude that he was just suplexing like nobody's business. Like if there's some things he got from his daddy it is his suplexes. And that damn uh, submission. Um, but it was cool. You got to see that that Hook is starting to fuck with Danhausen more because instead mm-hmm. of going for uh, his submission at the end, he decided to tag in Danhausen so Danhausen can get the oh, pin. So it was and, funny because he asked the um he asked the fans if they wanted um him to come in, and that's oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so everyone like so he was like. Should I have him come? And everyone's like, have him come in. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> and so he tagged him in. 
It was hilarious. Bro, Dan House is so weird and funny, dog. <laughs> Bro, I was not expecting like the um um what's it called? What is it? What is it? The Hurricane Ronas and stuff, man. Oh yeah. Like I, I was, I was pretty accomplished on the independent scene. I don't, I would, okay. wasn't familiar with him before he got to AEW. No, not at all. That's yeah. pretty dope. Man. Um, so then moving in to the main card, uh, first match right out the gate, Wardlow versus MJF. Um, you know this has been brewing for a few months at this point, ever since the last pay per view. Um where uh, Wardlow effectively turned face. Um, and ever since then, MJF's been putting him through shit, you know, giving him those 10 lashes with the belt, uh, you know, making him do that cage match with him, especially against the referee, not being able to touch him, not being able to come out to his entrance music or anything like that. Um, so to have that happen, you know, all kind of leading up to this uh, this match here. And honestly, it was what it needed to be. It, it was a bona fide squash match. Um, but in this case, it doesn't hurt MJF. It, it needed to be this pummeling, this, you know, two months of rage and aggression. Like, no, you're – boom, okay, no, another one, boom. Bro, like He it did was, 10 power bombs. It was great because MJF did all he needed to do in those first couple minutes where he was just those heel tactics of like sliding out of the ring when uh, Wardlow comes after him. When Wardlow comes out, he slides back in the ring, that kind of shit. And then like that that spot where he's putting on his diamond uh, studded ring and then he gets caught by Wardlow and the ref. And the ref takes the ring off of him, bro. Like the look on his face, like he plays, he might be the best heel in professional wrestling. Um I'd have to say, like it's it's a it's a hard (laughs) it would be hard to debate uh, that, Um, but yeah, he he played his role masterfully. Uh, He made Wardlow look like a million bucks. Wardlow got off ten power bombs. Um, That is that is a cool but unreasonable amount. It was great, bro, and it was great. He did nuts, bro. The crowd was going bananas. How was that? Like y'all bro, were going. When nuts. I say we like we were going up because at first, bro, it was like we okay. At first, like I think like the people like that were in the section above me, they were like, "Let's do 10. And everybody's like, "Bro, he's only at like one. <laughs> he like just did the first one." And we're like, "One more, one more." And he's like, "All right, one more." And he's like, "He's at like three. And he's like going at like a slow pace. And then all of a sudden, he just starts picking it up. And he does like three in a row. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, when I say like he just slammed MJF to the ground, I was like, all right, let's go, bro. <laughs> That's lit. He killed you, bro. It was great. It was great. Um, well, I didn't realize that he wasn't um, actually even signed with um, – AEW like that? No, like he. Well, yeah. Well, that was the storyline. He was signed with AEW, but because they brought him in, um, basically as his bodyguard, you know, he he was employed by MJF, not by AEW. Yeah. And when he stopped working for MJF, MJF basically froze his contract to where he was no longer getting paid by MJF, but he also wasn't allowed to sign with AEW. 
So that's what this whole feud was for M- for Wardlow to finally be able to free himself from his contract with MJF. So that's what the whole culmination was. So that's why when he wins, you know, now Tony Schiavone makes the announcement, Wardlow is all elite, you know. And that's just part of that storytelling that, like, isn't used enough in professional wrestling. Like, obviously this man's been signed. Exactly. But, like, but to tie but- that into a story – you know, like it's, it's like, great. Like he has a stipulation, like he's only signed, but yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, it was it was well done. Um, and I'm excited to see what happens with both of these guys after this. Exactly. I feel like MJF is due for a big win at this point. Uh, considering, you know, he lost to uh Punk. He lost to uh Wardlow. I think he lost to the, the few before that. I think I think MJF is due a big win. Uh, a meaningful win. Um, so I'm interested to see if he goes right back for Punk. Right. Um, or if he just t- takes on another big face in the company. I'm not sure who that would be. Um, right, because um, who is... Well, they just ended um, Scorpio Sky's feud. Okay. Okay, so yeah, I could see I could see MJF going for the TNT title. He would be a great champion. So if you're not ready to put the the big strap on him yet, okay, let him work that mid card. Maybe you're gonna save his world title run to wait and see if he resigns in 2023 exactly, or 2024, right? whichever one it is. You know, like right? that's a long time though. I feel like actually no, I think it's 2023. I, I think it's January because they're already talking like contract extensions. Oh, okay. So so I think it, yeah, but. He's been very non-committal to AEW because he wants to get paid the bag. Which, I mean, honestly, hey, you should do it. Um, no one's able to get heat like he is, like he can in any arena he's in outside of Long Island. He will forever be a face in Long Island. Um, but yeah, sorry. So let's move on. Um, the next match, uh, the Hardys versus the Young Bucks. Um, Jeff was really... A, a step slow throughout the entire match. Why um, can't you just say he was mid? That's the word you like. He was. He was I felt bad for Matt because Matt looked frustrated at times. He was, like, bro. He was like literally like here, here. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Like, Matt was calling spots for Jeff in the ring. Really? Yeah. And then something happened where Jeff's boot came undone. And, like, he never, like, just attempted to, like, zip it back up. So he had, like, this one undone boot for, like, the whole match. I don't know. It was just – it was weird, bro. And then when the Hardys win, like, Jeff randomly runs out and runs a little lap in the crowd and back out. Matt was in the ring looking so confused. Like, if you go back and look at the replay, when Jeff Hardy (laughs) jumps out of the ring, Matt is so confused as to what's happening. Like it's yeah. genuine confusion on his yeah. face, bro. Because and then well, no, and you should have seen like the um like the the guy that's um like the security. He's looking like what the fuck, and then he starts running yeah. after him. <laughs> yeah, you and you can tell and that wasn't like a planned shot because like went back on that cocaine. Yeah, bro. They <laughs> they had to go up to the drone cam just to see him. So like it wasn't like it was a planned thing for him to go through the crowd. Like they were like cameras like wait 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 okay hold on um I got right, here we go I got it I got it guys. That's, yeah he might I was about to say he might be back on them things and he had to go out there and perform and they're like fuck it. Hey is that if if that's the case is 
WWE in the wrong for letting him go because he refused to go to rehab? Absolutely not. Nope. I didn't think nope. it. I didn't think it the first time. To be honest yeah. with you, I was like, listen. Well, you know. when he, when he got released, Jeff Hardy was saying he wasn't on anything, so he wasn't going to go when he wasn't on anything. I guess. Uh, I don't know, bro. It's interesting, though. Um, well, either that or you need to retire, my guy. <laughs> is there anything you wanted to say about that one, or can we move on? No, right? like, it was, no. People people honestly were just, at first it was like everyone was up, and then by the end, everyone was like, eh. I feel that. I feel that. Um, all right, up next for the TBS Championship. Uh, Anna J versus Jade Cargill. Uh, Jade Cargill successfully retained her title. Um, you got a, a lot of things came out of this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had, you know, the two baddies help uh, Jade get the win. And then you had uh, Chris Statlander come out to Anna Jay's defense. Uh, at the end to prevent a post-match beatdown. Um, and even though they were still out... No, oh, all, even before that, actually, to help Jade win, we saw the debut of uh, former Malcolm Bivens in NXT. Uh, now Stokely Hathaway is his name. Um, he is a very good manager. Uh, he was the manager for the Diamond Mine in NXT, and he is very good on the mic. He's funny. He's charismatic. He's a lot better fit with her than Mark. Yeah, uh, I'm glad they got rid of Mark for her. And yeah, switched him so yeah, he yeah. He him. works. Yeah, he works for like Tony Nese and things like that. It just always seemed a little off with her because, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a cultural thing, or I don't know. They just didn't seem to connect. There wasn't chemistry cut, there. Cut the shit, Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because he's white? <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, but no, I think this is great. Adding uh, Stokely to the mix with Jade, uh, Red Velvet, and um, Kiera Hogan, uh, the baddies. So, you know, I'm a fan of factions, a female faction. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. We don't get a lot of those. No, um, and it's, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Like WWE did a, a thing with the female faction that lasted all of like two months before they all turned on each other, and it's like, oh, okay. What was the faction? Are you talking about the the Riot Squad? No, nah, well, actually, Riot Squad stayed together for a while. No, I was saying, um, remember they had there was like three three women stables. You had uh, PCB. Which was Paige, Charlotte, Becky. Um, you had team. Um, uh, I don't know. It was Sasha, Naomi, and Tamina. They were mm. a squad. Um, they would always go unity. Uh, they might have been team bad. That might have been their name. Team bad might have been their name. I don't know if one of y'all wants Let's to Google that bad. real quick, but they might have been Be team bad. bad. They were, definitely, um, they were definitely team bad. Who was it again? Naomi, Sasha, and Tamina. Team bad. That's, team. Def- that's definitely okay. Team, 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 team ass. Yeah, and, and then there was one. And then there was one other team. I, f- I forget who was on that one. 
Uh, That's exactly why them bitches ain't last, bro. Them shits all sound terrible. Yeah, bro. So it's like you had like the riot squad was the best thing they had, my boy. I ain't even gonna lie. Pretty much, pretty much, bro. What was the best thing they had? The riot squad. Riot squad was like that. Yeah, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and uh, Sarah Logan. Um, yeah. So I think this was cool. Uh. Yeah, so we got the debut of Stokely, and then we got the debut of Athena, formerly Ember Moon in uh, NXT, who has one of my favorite finishing moves in professional wrestling, the Eclipse, which is that spinning stunner off the top rope. Oh, it, when it when it is hit, <laughs> it hits. Um, but yeah, so we got to see her debut alongside, you know, Chris Statlander. And uh, Anna J. So um, I'm guessing we're going to see some group warfare in the coming weeks. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Glad to see Athena is back in wrestling. Yay, Athena, girl, you did it. So you did it. Are they going to did it? You did it. Women did it. <laughs> yes, they are actually. That's that's been like Tony Khan's plan was to make sure he had a very full tag division for both men and women and everything like that. I think he's just been trying to accumulate the players, though, because you kind of need depth to have a division, um, especially when it comes to tag teams. Right. I agree because that Cause, is cause like you also have because you also have two women's titles as well. So you got to mm-hmm. have enough people for the top of the women's card, the middle of the women's card and a tag team division. So you got to add that depth and they want, you know, quality. Have we ever have we ever had a uh, a full women's pay-per-view for AEW? No. Has has that happened for WWE? Oh, WWE yeah. did it once. Did it once. They called it the first annual uh, something, something, women's, whatever. It happened once. You know what they replaced that with the very next year? What? Their first trip to Saudi Arabia. How about that? Oh, where, nice. where, where at the time women weren't allowed to wrestle. <laughs> Yo, that's fucked up. Wild. It's blood money, boy. Wild. And blood money speak, boy. Wild. Um, all right, so um, moving right along. Uh, in my opinion, this next match was the match of the night. Um, just from start, from entrances to finish. Um, Death Triangle, which is uh, the Bastard Pac, uh, Phoenix, and um, he's got so, he's got so Pentagon. I just know him as Pentagon. He's got a lot of different names that he's going by these days. Oscuro. Um, But yeah, he's always going to be Pentagon to me. Uh, Versus House of Black. Malachi Black, um, Buddy Murphy, and Brody King. Um, Oh, sorry, Buddy Matthews. I forgot he was Buddy Murphy in WWE. He's also Rhea Ripley's boyfriend. Fun fact. Um. But yeah, oh, so it, it was a it was a trios match, three on three. Um, this match was electric. Their entrances were flames, especially House of Black. I love House of Black's entrance. They have probably the best entrance in AEW, in my opinion. Um, you got and then Death Triangle had a fire entrance as well. Um, and then they just got busy. 
the whole match. There was no down time at all. This match was a sprint from start to finish. They got decent time too. Like it was a 10 minute match, maybe like something in that range. And honestly, uh, everybody got their shine. Every single person looked good. So it really didn't matter who won the match. Um, but the, the finish ended up being uh, House of Black winning because uh, the lights went out when uh, Pac was going to hit his uh, – used to call it the red arrow. I don't know if he calls it something different in AEW. Um, off the top rope, lights went out, lights come back on. It's Julia. Uh, Julia Hart, uh, who who used to be with the um, the freaking Varsity Blues, the Varsity Blondes. Um, yeah, so she joined House of Black. She sprayed the black mist into uh, Pac's face, and um, you know Malachi was able to get the win. And you know now we have a fourth member of House of Black, uh, which will now add a a women's. Uh, interjection there which I, I think is awesome uh this is an excellent group i'm so glad that malachi black is able to do everything he wanted to do with alistair black um he's being able to execute that vision and it's working it was incredible willie i'm sure you, the crowd was hot for this, this entire is, bro, match this is alistair doing all this this is alistair yeah yeah malachi malachi is alistair yeah, so, they gave they gave him the keys to the city, but yep. Like they we stood up at the beginning of the match, it did not sit down. <laughs> like, well, not this... even at the beginning of the match, at the beginning of the intros, it didn't like probably like a solid twenty five minutes. Bro, this this my this my this my match of the year so far. Oh, I agree. This no shit nuts, bro. No kizap. <laughs> I like I gotta rewatch it with the commentary. Yo, yeah, I know it was crazy. It was incredible, bro. I mean, can you rewatch it again? I think you can. Yeah. What did it air on? Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report, yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're the pay per views are through Bleacher Report, so I think there's got to be a way. Yeah, or watch it on YouTube or something. Yeah, posted like. Yeah, I'm I sure you can that. find. YouTube rips of it for sure. Like, yeah, that match was yeah, honestly it it was man. fucking nuts. Absolutely nuts. And, and like everyone's energy was up at that point. So there was nowhere to go. <laughs> but you know what they say, if it's up and it's up and it's up and it's up. Every bro, everyone went nuts. Everyone sold their asses off for each other. Like I yeah. I cannot point out a bad thing that happened in this match. Like I can't be like, can. oh, they shouldn't have done that. I can. What? It ended. Yeah. Huh. Fight forever. No, no, that was. <laughs> I I did I that was the first time I heard that chant, and I was just like, wow. <laughs> they were really just hyped. It was great. Yeah. Um. All right. Great, after buddy. that, we had the Owen Hart Foundation Men's Tournament Final: Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. Um. This card was fucking stacked. Jesus. Uh, so Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole, really good match. It it was for me. It was kind of hard after watching the previous match. Like 
I don't want to say this match disappointed because it did. It was a good match, but it didn't leave me with that same feeling because that other one was just fuck. I was still on that high. <laughs> so like that, I when yeah, that match kind of brought me down a little bit, but it was still a really good match. Uh, Adam Cole won. Uh, you know, they got big things in his future. I don't know. Samojo doesn't really need this because he has a title right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's good. He's the Ring of Honor um, television champion. So, yeah. So Adam Cole gets the win. Uh, I don't know if there's anything you need to say about this one, Willie, or not really. I think. Okay. Well, I I knew he was gonna win when when he came out. Right. Like you don't come out in the colors and you know to lose. <laughs> oh yeah, it definitely came out in the, in the electric pink and and black. Facts, bro. Big like facts. You know, it, it, like, it was all all the way through, bro. Night, real talk. Yeah. Um, and then you know, up next, his girlfriend followed suit. Uh, the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament Final: Ruby Soho versus Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. Um, Britt Baker wins. Uh, I think this was a surprise to a lot of people, especially because um, Rancid played right. Ruby Soho's song. Like, she came out to a whole band's performance. She was live as fuck. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it was kind of weird, bro. No. It's like, hey, you're gonna lose, but as a consolation, we're gonna give you a rad-ass band. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. I think it, it was just kind of a surprise to a lot of people. Uh, but, in the long run, I guess it did kind of make sense, considering what happened after uh, mm-hmm. where Britt goes up, she joins Adam Cole, they have a moment, they kiss, and then uh, Nancy Hart, who was Owen's wife, um, kind of gives a speech about everything. She gives her thank yous and uh, presents them with a men and women's uh, belt as basically their trophy. Um, yeah, can they, are they going to be able to fight with that, though? Can no, I don't, think, do I don't that? think those are... No, yeah, I don't think those are defendable things. I think like that's literally like their trophy for winning. It's not a real, Ooh. it's not like a real title being defended. Five they'll they'll probably the give out a, a new Five one. Five for the gold. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, maybe what they could do is next year if they do it, make it an annual tournament. You do the two brackets, right? Yeah, and then once at the end of the bracket, whoever's yeah. the winner of the bracket, yeah, faces. Yeah, yeah, for that belt. Yeah. So as you're the defending champion, you don't have to run that gauntlet, so you get an automatic advantage because they didn't. You didn't have to run a gauntlet to get that to that automatic finals appearance. I like. I love it. I'm in, bro. AW, hit us up, bro. Give me the check. Hit us up. All right, bro. Um, anything on that, Willie? You good? No, not really. It was cool. All right. Cool. Um, up next, we had a six-person tag team match. Uh, Paige Van Zant, the TNT champion Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page versus Ty Conti, Sammy Guevara, and Frankie Kazarian. Um, yeah, with the stipulation that if Sammy and Frankie lose, they can never challenge Scorpio Sky for the TNT championship ever again while he's champion. Um. Okay, now so, did they change ahead. the stipulation? Because at first I thought it was just Sammy Guevara. 
No, he said both of them. Okay. Because I felt like that like got like snuck in. Oh no no no! I think I'm pretty sure he said both of them. But I mean, if not, I guess they probably looked at it and it was like, okay, it kind of makes more sense if that rule applies to both of them and not just one. Um, but uh, but yeah. So honestly, Frankie and Sammy and you know Todd, they don't get along. You had your moments where you know Sammy and Ty like are heels trying to be baby faces. Is that like what they are right now? Because that's what it seems. That's like they're like they think like they think that they're popular with everybody, but everybody hates them. Like they're sitting there fucking tongue kissing, and everybody's like, "Can you guys stop?" Like, like, no one wants this. They got booed from the moment they walked out. (laughs) Yeah, but like, but we're still playing to the crowd like their faces, bro. (laughs) It's weird, dog. Like he's mad confused, bro. That's actually that now that you're mentioning it, that's bro. one of the few things that I do remember, and it's funny because that's exactly <laughs> Yeah, like what bro, and then even in his promos, bro, he's just like, Yeah, because yeah, you guys love Sammy Gavar. And the, everyone's like, No the fuck we don't <laughs> <laughs> God, that's hey, crazy, yeah, bro. That's funny. As that is fuck. crazy. But yeah, Y'all so that's funny, bro. So uh, Frankie Kazarian was getting into it with Ty Conti in the ring, and Sammy Guevara went to cheap shot and super kick Frankie. Frankie moved, and Sammy Guevara super kicked his girlfriend Ty Conti. Super <laughs> kicked her fucking head off. It was <laughs> that shit was crazy. <laughs> It's funny because it happened to them. <laughs> bro, the crowd popped. The crowd, bro, the crowd popped when he kicked her. The crowd was so fucking happy, bro. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Yes. Doing our whole lives, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Where you been? And then like they were chanting, you fucked up. They're like, you fucked up. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right. So, yes, yeah, so Scorpio Sky and them win. So Sammy and Frankie can never challenge uh, for the TNT Championship while Scorpio Sky is champion again. That's fire. Um, let's see. Up next, we had Darby Allen versus Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto parts. Um, wow. So these guys, are, these guys are very stiff workers. Like, they, their hits be be landing um like the shots they were doing like forearm to jaw or like neck area like fuck bro like it was a very physical hard-hitting match it wasn't like a wrestling master class these were just two guys that just wanted to be violent and just hit each other a lot that's pretty much what happened that's what we got baby um yeah uh and but darby allen begin fucked up bro he does, man. He do. Oh my gosh. He do. Hey, is he like? Is he? Is his move set just like a whole bunch of sting shit? No, no. He only added a couple things to his uh, repertoire, like, like as like homage his mentor or his daddy yes. or something. His oh. his mentor. Yeah, yeah it's All his right. mentor. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, but but no, because yeah, it's, it's like I heard Scorpion this and Scorpion that, and I was like, bro, the only Scorpion I knew 
Yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah, yeah, yeah he like, just. It's kind of like how it's kind of like how Riddle. To, it's kind of like how Riddle be doing the RKO. Hell no, it's not the same. You just yes, try. You just try, you just try to fuck out of Riddle. How he's Damn. paying homage. How? Hell no, nah, man. Listen. He's paying homage. He got the Fight blessing out. of that hey, person, man, man, or just man, like man, KO man. does the stunner. Hey, a lot of you knows you trying to fuck out of Sting right now. How? <laughs> Cause he got his own apprentice the same way Randy Orton got one. Yeah, no. Darby, you can't Darby's tell. You can't tell me Sting yeah. don't deserve. All right, all right. I'm Sting, not even deserve, going, I'm Sting not. deserves. Of course, Sting deserves that. Bro, bro you was hyped by that boy. You fuck with Darby Allen too. That's why I. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what is Cuz talking about right now? Yo, buddy, wild. <laughs> Darby Allen go to WWE right now, the crowd will go crazy. Darby Allen go to WWE right now is over with. Bro, that's annoying. The crowd will go stupid. Yeah, the crowd will go dumb. You know, Sting will be the nigga be like, hey, just follow me. Only reason I wanted to know is because I actually don't know about the relationship between Darby Allen and Sting. I know nothing about it. All right. Well, listen. We, we still got we still got five more matches, so let's let's keep it moving. Jesus. Um, wow. Yeah, this is a very long paper. Well, there was thirteen matches, bro. Yeah, we yeah. gonna be here a while, y'all boys. Yeah. So, um, AEW Women's Championship match: Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. This was uh, the opposite of the hard hitting match. This was a wrestling match. A lot of masterpiece. Yes, like a lot of you know, uh, uh fucking shoulder neck tie-ups and shit and chain wrestling all that kind of stuff like you got that in this match uh really enjoyable and uh you know thunder rosa retains her title um let's just keep it moving okay whoo um to start the match the ring announcer said Shit's about to go down. <laughs> I believe I believe those were his exact words, right, Willie? Yes. And the shit was fucking nuts. He said, or he said, <laughs> or did, was it that, or was he? Or did he say shit's about to hit the fan? Did he say, either said shit's I, about to go down. Or I, shit. I think shit's like, I think shit's about to hit the fan. But then all of a sudden, there was like somebody that got thrown shit the fuck the out fan. of the ring, and I was like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden, there's like chaos. Bro, so chaos. Yeah. So, um, well, all right. So this was the Anarchy in the Arena match. Uh, John Moxley uh, and Brian Danielson of the Blackpool Combat Club, along with Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston, versus the Jericho Appreciation Society, which consists of um, Chris Jericho, Jack Hager. Daniel Garcia, Matt Menard, and Angelo Parker. Um, so the the J, the Jazz, we're just gonna call them the Jazz, the JAS. Uh, they came out first, dressed in all white, looking like a boy band. Um, Insane. They looked like they looked like fucking heels, bro, and it was perfect. What they wore was perfect for them because they are the antithesis of professional wrestling. They are sports entertainers. That is their entire gimmick. And Jericho is a fucking wizard. Like this, this is it's fucking ridiculous. And I love it. Um, and then 
wild thing starts to play, which is John Moxley's music. You start to see kind of like the old school shield. Uh, you see Brian Danielson come down wearing street gear. You see John Moxley come down. They're announcing them one by one at a time as you as they're like you know coming and down all from different parts of the arena. Yeah, all from different spots in the arena. And they start making their way down. Wild things still playing, and then the fight starts. Bell rings. Matches underway. These motherfuckers start in the crowd. Um, Wrong is still playing. Wild thing is okay. Wild thing plays for the first seven minutes of this match. I would say they, they it, re- it repeats three times. I believe. Oh my gosh! Um, Bro, it was live. <laughs> but it was great because the crowd is singing along the entire time, and you're watching an ass whooping with a soundtrack. It is insane. Like, immediately, you're seeing John Moxley with a fork on one of the fucking dude's foreheads, bro. Just jacking him up with a fork. Buddy is gushing blood. My guy. Three minutes in, he is gushing. It, yo, everybody bled in this match. That's lit. Bro. Like, these motherfuckers were backed by concessions. Bro, they were outside of the arena. Yes, they were outside of the arena. Motherfuckers were throwing people into fans. Like it, it made it should. There's no reason that match was as good as it was. Like Bro, it should it, not have been that good. It was so fucking good. And then I don't even know like how much like you even act like saw like because like I don't even know like did you see like um, Santana and Ortiz jump off of the ladders? Yes, through the table. Like, bro, like that shit was fucking nuts. And then like the um the barbed wire and shit. Yeah, the barbed wire table spot, John Moxie going through the barbed wire table. Um (laughs) by the way, Wild Thing only stopped playing because Jericho and Moxley were fighting over by the soundboard, and Jericho hit Moxley over the head with the soundboard. That's what stopped Moxley's music from playing, was the soundboard getting hit over his head. They did an excellent job with that. The production team. That's awesome. Loved that. <laughs> because like um, it was kind of like it was kind of crazy because like it was kind of hard to keep up with at first because like there was so many different fights going on and then right. like you have to look up at the screen because then you have like Eddie Kingston getting the shit beat out because, of him. So so I think the reason they do that and you in those moments you should look at the screen. Because the screen is what they're showing on pay-per-view. So that mm. so so those cameramen know where the next big spots are gonna be. So that's where you know to focus your attention mm. to that area. But yeah, continue. <laughs> and like they're out by concessions, just fucking shit up. Um what's his name? Garcia got fucked up. Bro. He got fucked up and like and everyone was like where him him and him and buddy from 2.0 that has like the curly hair yeah the one who says that beginning Um, thing uh and sports entertaining that that, i like that guy (laughs) yeah he was the one who was he was bleeding like a stuck pig (laughs) um he he donned the proverbial crimson mask but he actually made it back though but that everyone was wondering because like when the jericho appreciation society finally won everyone in the crowd is like where's ortiz and then like he comes like right i mean 
or Garcia. Right. And then he comes like running down, well, not like hobbling down the ramp. <laughs> uh huh. It was hilarious. And everyone, yeah, there. bro. So, yeah, at one point, at one point, because the whole uh, crux of this thing was Jericho threw a fireball in Eddie Kingston's face, burning his face. So, at one point, um, Daniel Bryan has Jericho in a fucking submission in the ring. Eddie Kingston comes limping out like he's in The Walking Dead, holding a fucking gas can. And he comes out, but starts pouring gasoline on Jericho and his teammate, Brian Danielson. Like, this man straight up just dumping this shit everywhere. Um, which prompts Brian to get up rightfully so pissed off um, and, you know, starts basically swinging on Eddie. So you had all this infighting and stuff, which really kind of eventually led to uh, the JAS picking up the win. I think that shocked a lot of people. I don't. Bro, I think the crowd was kind of super confused as like, to why that happened. Yeah, yeah. Be, and, because and honestly, I'm a go ahead. Like because I I wasn't expecting it because uh, Moxley was the one that undid the ropes. Yeah, yeah. So like I felt like because he undid the ropes, he was gonna be the one like to use them for something, and then it ended up like nah. And I was like, what the fuck, <laughs> bro? Like um. I'm excited though because I think this ends up leading to, like, that's what they're going to be doing next. Like, I think the Blackpool Combat Club because they're going to be getting Wheeler Yuta back from Japan, um, in the next like week or two. That's where he's been. He's been in Japan doing a circuit with them, so oh, that's why we haven't seen him. Okay. Yeah, he's not he's not injured or anything. He's been over there doing work because you know they're allowed to do that. Shout out yeah, to AEW. Which is cool. Letting people yeah. go. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, they're having a tournament over here they want me to participate in. All right, cool. We got you. And um, so he's going to be back. So I think that this leads to a good trios between the three of them versus uh, Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Yeah. Um, oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Or at least some good matches between Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston because uh, John Mox is like, look, I fuck with both of you, but I really don't care. You guys can beat the shit out of each other. Like, it, that doesn't Man. matter to me. It's yeah. whatever, bro. Yeah. He's like, I might hit both of you just because at this point, because y'all are pissing me off. Um, all right. So let's keep it moving. Uh, shout out to the JAS picking up the dub. After that, we had the uh, triple threat for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus defending their titles against Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland and Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. This was a very good match. Um, it was not as chaotic, obviously, as the, the previous. Um, but everyone looked good. Everyone had their moment to shine in this match. Um, and ultimately, uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus retained, which was a surprise to me. Um, yeah, I was surprised as well. I was fully I... expecting either Keith Lee and Swerve or Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Uh, more so Keith Lee and Swerve. I think they have a good thing going with yes. their team right now. Their team looks uh, great. Just because there's really – yeah, like they, they feed really well off each other because of their different, you know, stylistically. And, you know, even not so much because Keith Lee can do whatever Swerve can do. Exactly. Did you see? <laughs> Which is wild. 
like all the all the flips everything man and then i think i just like and the crowd was with it for them and that's where i like it was most disappointing because like and like it's like you know you sign these guys and i feel like you know you sign these guys to be kind of like premier guys it seemed like and these guys like go ahead i don't know they're just not getting the push that i think they should get I feel you, bro. I really enjoy uh, Ricky Starks, uh, uh, whatever his this metrosexual kind of <laughs> character is, bro. It's so entertaining to watch. Like he was like walking on the rope and like hip, th- like pointing to a girl in the audience and like hip thrusting and doing all this shit, bro. Like, fuck, what is you doing, fam? And he always ends up getting fucked up. But he actually is good in the ring. Um, and he's good um, on the mic because they, they put him on commentary a lot, I've noticed, on, like, Dynamite and uh, Rampage. Um, yeah, like, I think all these guys were really entertaining to watch. Um, but, yeah, so I don't, I don't know what happens with the champions at this point or the challengers, uh, but I guess time will tell. They said it's, like, a setup for, like, an FTR. Um... Oh, yeah, give me FTR. <laughs> Yeah, Give me so I, I I would like it because they're talking about like FTR and CM Punk being the champs and like. Well, kind of... speaking of, way to bury the lead there. Um. Oh, hold on. Well, he's going to be talking about some wrestling stuff, and he's talking about champions. So I'm assuming that whoever it is that he's going to talk about next easily was a champion. So shout out to whoever that was that's a champion. Because champion is a champion. Okay, sorry, Nels. I was saying hello to your wife. Uh, oh, shout out to your wife. Shout out to my wife. Well, hello, wife. All right. Um, anyways, You're a lot of things happening here. So the I main am, event <laughs> the main event for the AEW <laughs> World Championship, uh, Hangman Adam Page versus CM Punk. Um this was a really good match, really fun match outside of CM Punk's two botches of Hangman's uh, <laughs> Yo, and they uh, let that man know it. Yes, they did. The crowd was very vocal about that. <laughs> but other than that, this was a really good match. Um, CM Punk getting the win, uh, taking the title off of Hangman. I'm not surprised. Um Hangman's run hasn't been bad, but it's kind of just it hasn't been exciting. Um, yeah, it's mid. Yeah, and I don't want that to be a knock on him. I just he's not mid. His bro, no, he's not mid. Yeah, it's bro. Like, how is he not like getting more matches or like why is he not having more promos? I'm wondering. I'm wondering if it's just like the the matchups they're looking for. Uh, like I would be curious to see if they're thinking of turning him heel soon. I'm gonna be turning heel real soon, actually. Um, although I would prefer if they turn CM Punk heel. Now during this match, they teased a heel turn for Hangman, mm-hmm. uh, where he considered using the the title to to hit Punk. He didn't, but that ended up costing him valuable time uh, and him getting caught with the GTS punk picking up the win. Um, and punk didn't turn either. 
but I would love a heel punk. They said that like there was this this thing I was reading or watching where they were talking about how CM Punk every time he's won a championship he's turned heel, and like that's kind of been just like his his thing. That's what he does. Um, and then he goes on like these incredible heel runs. Um, and you know, I've always said it, it's better for a heel to be champion. It's always better when the baby face is chasing, uh, because it gives you something to cheer for and root for. And you want to, you want to build them up. Like that's why one of the best stories ever written for WWE was that Daniel Bryan. Yes. Movement story that wasn't written it just kind of naturally progressed to that but it became one of the best stories in wrestling because um it was this underdog who wasn't getting time who wasn't getting the opportunities and just it was this groundswell that they just couldn't deny until ultimately boom he wins the titles after two great wrestlemania matches he had to beat triple h to open wrestlemania 30 just to get a chance in a triple threat against Randy Orton and Batista in the main event. He won both of those. Like it was, Oh, and to, with the night ending with this, the confetti falling and everything. Mwah. Like you can't write it better than that. Um, that's bro. So that's why like, you know, when you have these heel champions, it's just that it's just a better story to build. Because a, a face champion is only fun for so long. That's why you look at Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has been champion for two years at this point, damn near. And this has been awesome. Yeah. You've enjoyed every minute. Jid, Jid is now champion of both brands, and he shows up to whichever one he feels like whenever he feels like. Facts, bro. Love You're it. snapping right now. Love it. But anyway. Damn, Bruno, why are you snapping so hard? Um... But yeah, CM Punk won. The crowd was definitely divided during this match. Um, it felt like I don't know how it felt being there, but like just from the audio on the TV, it sounded very fifty-fifty at times. Oh, it was split. It was entirely split. Like in our section, our section was definitely split down the middle, and it was like people were really mad. Like they was like really pissed that Hangman had lost. Like and I. It was like really pissed that he had lost, and I was just like, "It's like really nuts because, like, I wasn't even expected. Like, I, well, I was expecting CM Punk to win, but I wasn't expecting people to be that mad that Hangman lost, right? You know, and I didn't even realize that he had been um champion for like 198 days. Well, that's a long ass time, really. Damn, Kenny Omega's been out that long. Yeah, bro, and I was like, that's nuts. <sighs> Well, Yo, that's what's Omega. that's what's really crazy is that AEW is looking like this, and we haven't even had Kenny to fight all of these guys that have come in, like your AJ, your your Adam Cole's, your Brian Danielsons, all these guys that have just like come to AEW um, in this past like year. Kenny hasn't fought any of them yet. He's been because when he was champion, knows like he had he was fighting through about five or six different injuries. Mm. And and these were all injuries that required surgery. Got you. And he was just fighting through them shits. Like, and I guess the way they had to do it, he's had to do these surgeries one at a time for like rehabbing purpose. 
Right. So, like, he wasn't able to just, all right, I'm going to get all my surgeries now and then heal. It's like, no, I got to do this surgery. I got to start rehab and get to a certain point before I can get surgery on this thing and this, that, whatever as part of this plan. So that's why it's taking so long for him to come back because uh, these has been pretty significant injuries. Um, like, I think he just had a hernia surgery a couple of days ago. Um, so I don't know how long that takes to kind of bounce back from, but <laughs> yeah, he's had some, some issues, but when he does come back, I think people really forget that Kenny Omega is one of the best wrestlers in the world. He has the, the moniker of the best bout machine for a reason. Um, and I cannot wait to see him mix it up with, you know, your Adam Coles and, you know, Brian Danielson's all these guys that have come in, man. I think there are some amazing dream matches that are going to be coming and, ah, it's going to be good. Bro, just the trios match. Like, so, Oh, I'm so glad you said that, Willie, because this is even more of a case. There's been those rumors that um, they're going to stop using some of those other tag team championships because they have like three different tag championship belts that they're using um, from different companies. Uh, but they want to do a tree. They want to make a trios division, which isn't done in anywhere. Anywhere in any, uh, basically not in any promotion, but in any national promotion, any televised promotion, they don't have trios divisions and trios divisions are really popular. Uh, they use them in Lucha underground. Um, they have a trios division. They don't have a tag division. Um, so them creating a trios division, you would get these teams like your house of blacks and your death triangles, um, your, uh, elite, you know, the elite when, when. Kenny comes back, you get, he's with the Young Bucks, they're the elite. Uh, you get the undisputed elite, you know, where you have uh, Adam Cole with Red Dragon, you know, Kyle O'Reilly and, and Bobby Fish reuniting the Undisputed Era days. You know, there are so many different possibilities right. here, and these are teams that have genuine chemistry and have been together. Um, you know, you throw somebody back in, I know Marco Stunt is no longer with AEW, but you throw somebody else in there with uh, Luchasaurus and, and Jungle Boy, unless you plan on breaking them up at some point here. Um, but yeah, like there's a lot of possibilities. Um, and we've seen on this pay-per-view that trios matches can be electric. Cause like I said, match of the night, match of the year, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So I don't know. So Willie, I don't know if you want to give your final thoughts on your experience. Um, and I just, I had a great time and I, Definitely appreciate that Tony Khan said that Double or Nothing will be in Las Vegas forever because I think that sounds like a cool thing that could be a yearly event. I'm about to say, you know what that sounds like, but that sounds like a trip. Right. Yeah, him. <laughs> that sounds like a planned trip next year. Yeah, legitimately, <laughs> like a Wednesday to a Sunday. Like, Will we slide? And it's Memorial Weekend. If it's Memorial exactly. Weekend, man. Jeez. Well, I, I, know, that up. I know, and then they're in LA this week, and I was like, "That's pretty dope," because they're like even going to they're going to like on Friday for um for Rampage, they're going to like Ontario, California, which is like a small town, a smaller town in the Inland Empire, which is like um, San Bernardino County. Mm. All right, and then. Um... The one last thing I will say is that Bray Wyatt's been tweeting. I don't know where he's going to end up, but uh, he's 
he has said the following. He said, everything's good that's ever happened to me. First came the period, first came a period horrible suffering. I never ask why. I just wait for the rough part to end. I was chosen for whatever reason and I've got shit to do. It doesn't hurt anymore. It burns. I'm ready now. He followed that up with, I'm tired of watching, tired of hearing irrelevant clowns speculate how I'll be perceived, tired of hearing about my greed, my desire questioned. Wherever and whenever I decide to return, I'll remind everyone why they know my name again and again. Believe in me. Hashtag, I found it. And then he said, patience, it's almost time. That was all over the span of like an hour that he tweeted those three things today. I'm very excited. I don't know where he's going to go. I don't care if it's back with WWE. I don't care if it's AEW. Um, I miss Bray Wyatt on my television screen. I think his creativity is something that professional wrestling has lacked a lot of. Um, And I think there aren't as many creative minds like his. Uh, So, yeah. Love it. Sounds good. And on that note, guys, we are officially 100 days from the start of the NFL regular season. Yes, 100 days. Yes, the bullshit is over with. Time for some real sports. Time for some football. <laughs> So we really, we really don't have much to talk about in the football world because they are in the off season. Um, I do know that Akeem Hicks signed with the Bucks today. Uh, so Bears out here taking L's, losing Akeem Hicks. They lost Khalil Mack. Uh, and they about to lose. Um, what's his name? They lost. They lost Allen Robinson. Um. Bears are ass. Yeah. Why are we even why are we even talking about these niggas right now? I don't know because I don't know what yeah. I, I don't know what else there is to talk about um, as far as the NFL goes. Uh, we're still waiting to see if the NFL is going to make uh, Dan Snyder sell the Commanders. Um, that's pending. Uh, the Sean Watson shit. Still waiting to see uh, what the NFL is going to do civil about case that. Today. A new civil case uh, was filed today. Um. Yeah. I don't know what else. Anything else you guys have in the NFL world? Dan Snyder's going to need to sell the team regardless. Um, even if they don't do it now. If they if they say they're not going to do it now, it's because they want to let him down lightly. If they want to send a message, you're going to tell them to sell it and they're going to make this big-ass announcement about it. Just wait on it. Yeah, But they also bought all that land, though. That don't mean shit. I don't know. I feel... Oh. I- I also, I feel honestly, I feel like it's not gonna happen. What's not gonna happen? They're not gonna make them sell. Like okay, it's why? just like because like they're just like because I feel like the NFL has been really downplaying the whole situation. Because if you even saw um, Roger Goodell's comments earlier in the week, he was just like, "I don't know anything about those rumors," and I just feel like it's gonna be at the point where. You know, I just feel like the NFL is like they like if they remove Dan Snyder and they already are dealing with like all this stuff from John Gruden and then they're going to have even more stuff come out after I think after Dan Snyder gets pushed out. Imagine how much stuff he's going to drop. 
I don't think they're going to be, I don't think they're going to risk that. Well, that, and I'm glad you mentioned John Gruden because, uh, it does look like that will be going to trial. Exactly. Um, a judge has looked at it and ruled in John Gruden's favor to proceed. Um, so it's, I think we're going to hear a lot more things than uh, just the little bit that the NFL released about John Gruden. Um, right. So this could agree. be very interesting. I'm I'm very interested to see what other names. If the NFL allows for Dan Snyder to get through this, it's actually going to have more of a of a negative effect than people think it's going to. Yeah, I can assure you of that. I can I can assure you that this is definitely one of those where it's like, all right, bro, you might you might want to put let them boys, you know, let that boy slide, man, because this is not going to be the best look. It's, it's a lot going on for the NFL right now. And, and, you know, the thing about it is, is that the fans are still keeping it strong. But, you know, at some point in time. You know, the companies that don't care about the NFL but care about all these social justice issues, they're going to start saying stuff. And it's still bad for business. Right. I, don't care what, no, I don't care what nobody says. It's still bad for business. You know what I mean? And, like, to be honest with you, the NFL at this point has a loyal fan base and the best championship in the world outside of maybe the World Cup and maybe Champions League. The best championship? What do you mean by that? Like the like the Super Bowl itself. Like oh, as far people, as like a people, game, yeah, okay. people watch the Super Bowl who don't care about football. Hey, um, um, oh, never mind. I'll wait till you're finished. But you know, the thing about it is, is like you know, right now, as far as the look of the league itself, they're not doing too hot. They're not doing too hot. You know what I mean? And 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 you know, these other organized these other orgs are taking this same these same situations and they're doing something like MLB with. Uh, Trevor, whatever his last name is, you know, the NBA definitely don't play that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's going to be interesting to see where, where everything moves forward because it's, it is a problem. It is a problem. Definitely. You know what I mean? It's, it is a problem. The Dan Snyder thing is the only thing that's out right now. You know what I mean? Like in other organizations, certain things have been allowed because, you know, I'll be honest with you, other owners are smart and they throw their bread. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't think the Cowboys ain't out here looking fucking stupid. I don't know about the new Cowboys now, but the old Cowboys were reckless, top to bottom. But they have bread. So, I mean, so, they still are clearly. All that stuff that's been coming out lately. True. <laughs> um. All right. So just to move on a little bit, and just because you made me think about it, knows. Um. You know what the world's not ready to talk about? What? That the Stanley Cup is the best championship in professional sports. It is the best uh, trophy. I'm saying. Is the best trophy and it's got oh, okay. What is the best trophy? Boy, I'm about to come in. It is the, it is the this. best trophy in professional sports. It's the best trophy and it's got the best stick. I mean, honestly, their entire I treatment agree. of it. It has all the rings. On all the rings, it's engraved of every winner of the Stanley Cup ever, and then up to a certain point, and then once a certain ring is is filled, 
They're remove the ring, put a new ring at the bottom, and start again. But it has the entire history, all the winners of the Stanley Cup. And when they remove that ring, it goes into the Hockey Hall of Fame. So they have all the rings. It's the same cup. Um, you cannot – you can touch the Stanley Cup, but you cannot lift it or hoist it if you did not win it. Yep. Like, I love that they have rules like that. Like, if you if you, if you ain't win it, you can't – no, you can put your – yeah, okay, you can touch it, whatever. It, at all times, there it is guarded by a guy who handles it with white gloves. Um, he flies with it anywhere they go. Every player gets it for a day um, to wherever. They, they can fly it to their hometown, whatever, and spend a day with it and shit like that. Like a lot of these players do parades in their hometowns and shit. Um, but it's always accompanied by this handler and shit. Like their treatment of their championship and just the sheer size and everything. Like, dude, like that's what a championship trophy looks like. I'm, I've never been a fan of the Lombardi. I'm sorry. Hot take. Maybe, maybe not. Why? Know. Why have you never been a fan of the Lombardi? Oh, it shit looks just—it's just so basic, bro. It just uh, honestly just looks like two pieces of metal that just went. Mm. I don't know. Maybe if it was like a shiny gold, I don't know. It just looks like. Here you go. Stainless steel bottom, stainless steel top. There you go. Here's your trophy. I don't know. It doesn't look like a trophy should look. There's nothing. It just doesn't look prestigious to me. No, I agree. I I, I absolutely love the Stanley Cup. I think that the World Cup itself might have the Stanley Cup beat because they do have some of the similar rules. But there's also like a mystery about the old World Cup before they changed it to Jules Rimet Trophy. There's like a whole like thing about it that the last team to win it was Brazil before they changed it to what it is now. And they said that the one that Brazil has is fake, and they don't know where the actual real old one is. Yikes. But that's pretty cool. Um, the NBA Finals trophy, I think I like it the most because, you know, like you said, the Stanley Cup is consistent, and that's pretty cool. But I like the changes that the NBA Finals trophy has gone through, and now they've done another change to it. I think it's a very streamlined regal looking trophy like you can see that trophy and i don't know what the hell a sport is and be like hey somebody important won that bitch it is gold <laughs> so like i think that's pretty cool um i actually while we're still on this topic i absolutely and i need to see what the nhl does i love what the nba has done with their trophies they took what the nfl did and added an extra step Whereas the AFC and NFC trophies are named for the two more prominent founders in each conference. Because mm-hmm. the NFC is the Hallis Trophy and the AFC is the Hunt Trophy. Um, they decided to do, for the Eastern and Western Conference, they decided to do Bob Cousy and, um, Bob Cousy and uh, Oscar Robertson. And then the MVP trophies for those series is... Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. Yep. So that's pretty freaking cool, right? And mm-hmm. and and you know, I think and you're right about that. Like the trophy should absolutely mean something. It gives it a certain regalness, right? And think about how cool it is if a guy walks into the bar, which this has happened. Guy walks into the bar with the Stanley Cup. He's got this security guy behind him. He pours a beer in there and drinks his drink out of the Stanley Cup with the yeah. hometown fans. That's also fucking fire. Also, you know what I don't like about the Lombardi? Everybody yeah. gets one. 
What do you mean? Really? Yeah, like the team gets one. They get another one to have at their uh, offices. Mm. They get a, every player gets their own one and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like I'm sure they have their actual Lombardi, but like I think that's always just kept with the NFL, and everybody just gets their their replica. NHL probably do got the biggest one though. The biggest one or the that's, best one? That shit huge. And motherfuckers do be yeah, no, you're right. Them motherfuckers do be chugging drinks out of that shit. They chug drinks out of that motherfucker. That shit fire. Yeah. I like that. Out of what shit? Out of the trophy. Out of the out, out of the of Stanley Cup. Trophy. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm saying they it's a, and I didn't I, shit, I didn't I feel like go ahead. I feel like I don't know much about hockey, but one thing I can't remember is that big ass fucking trophy these niggas win every year. And that's why, like, I didn't realize they had that lift, that uh, lifting or holding or hoisting rule unless you win, which is why at the end they give it to every every player gets a chance to skate around the rink with it at the end, holding it up because like that's their like I can do this, you know, I'm allowed to do this type shit. I didn't think about I didn't know everybody got a Lombardi trophy. Like I thought I thought the players just went out and like was like, hey yo, let me get a, you know, let me get one of them Johns. I did not know that it was a uh that they made that many. There's a mm-hmm. lot of people to have a Lombardi trophy. Just get their ass a ring. Well, yeah, they get that too. But I guess the team pays for the ring. Buddha. It's ridiculous. They need to do better. NFL needs to do better. NFL losing a lot of points in the last couple of years for me. No cap. They making like, the boys pay for the rings. The team, the team, not the players, but I think the but team the, pays the for team, the rings. Though, but come on, like this team just won the championship. Y'all just made like thirty million dollars off me. Facts. I mean, I I could be wrong, but I I'm pretty sure I saw that. I'd be pissed. <laughs> Like as an owner, like because imagine, because you know these things get bigger and bigger every year. Yeah, like, I gotta give out um, the the Bucks one. They had their whole uh, stadium. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, hey, everybody got three hundred diamonds. Not only, you got, not like, only is it five employees, only, bro. Not only is it the stadium, but remember, you could take the top off. Yeah, you could take the shit top inside. off that bitch, like. And everybody gets a ring, right? Like every executive. Yeah. Like that's ridiculous. Even the custodians get rings, probably. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Three hundred and nineteen diamonds for the thirty-one to nine score. Yeah. That's kind of ridiculous, bro. That ring cost thirty-six thousand five hundred dollars. Well, this is the um, Super Bowl ring for the Patriots for 2020, and it was $5.4 million. That's wild. They can go suck a dick! <laughs> oh, when you're, when you're a multi-billion dollar, you know, organization, does it really matter? Facts. Like I said, I guess it comes down to that. Well, Robert Kraft is one of the few owners that legitimately has like he legitimately has like a full on monopoly with the Patriots. So he's going to have bread like he was smart because when he couldn't buy the team, when he couldn't buy the team, he bought the rights to the parking lot and the stadium. 
So he was the Patriots' landlord. Freaking weirdo. That's genius. <laughs> That's genius because when, they, because, because when they wanted to sell the team, because the Patriots almost went to St. Louis, but they couldn't because their landlord wouldn't let them out of their lease. Freaking weirdo. That's lit if you ask me. It's not. But yeah, man. Willie, you got to tell us about the NBA playoffs, man. What's good? Where we at with it, man? Shit is popping. The Miami <laughs> The Miami Sweets are Damn. out of there. Michael Jordan's son folded. Damn. Oh, oh, I got to do that. Don't do that to Jimmy. No, nah, nah, bro. No, nah, I, I like the shot, but I just felt like Jimmy should have known, like, man. But, I mean, I guess you got to be confident. Listen, you're muffled, number one. Number two... Let me tell you why he shot that oh, shot. I, I absolutely know. I absolutely agree 125% with him shooting that shot. Here's the reason why. Them boys was not going to be bossing in overtime. They were nope. burnt. They was burnt the fuck out. They was burnt the fuck out. Jimmy knew, boy, if we don't get this win right here, boy, if I don't make this three and we go to overtime and Jason Tatum just got hot, boy, it's about to be a long little overtime for us, no cap. But that was his best attempt. What do you mean? The 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 three that he took that was his best attempt. Yeah, that was a terrible three, though. It it was a terrible pull up. I am not gonna lie to you, but listen, he couldn't go for two. Yeah, because honestly, honestly, I mean, the way the defense looked, you might as well. If you was gonna put up that kind of shit, you might as well go for two. Yeah, if you were gonna just pull up like that. Didn't he you should have went for the layup. But didn't he make a shot similar to that, though, earlier in the series? A shot very similar to? That was a big I shot? Don't, don't recall. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm don't recall. Sure. I'm pretty but, sure. I would be, I but it would don't be matter. The boys lost. He's not a three-point shooter, though, to be doing that, neither. It's like... Listen, I ain't mad at Jimmy. Hey, but Buddha's, sure. Buddha's prediction was um, almost close. It was very close. Almost. It was almost there. What would you like, say? Buddha said that I had, the beginning said, of the season. Yeah, beginning of the season, I said Warriors Heat. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now we I are. Buddha's. <laughs> That's all right. I got Warriors in, uh, in six. Man, Miami well, I mean, needs to go ahead and get rid of some of these niggas. You said what? You said Dylan. Some of them boys roster gotta go. Oh, for sure. Kyle Lowry starting first. Kyle Lowry under. <laughs> Kyle Lowry Big gotta go. Oh my god. Oh, the Duncan Robinson under. Listen. Get them boys out of there. Yeah, everybody's tradable except for Jimmy Buckets and maybe Bam. Max true under. Yeah. <laughs> Get y'all ass out of there, bro. Yeah, they got to go. Um, I'll say this, though. For the finals, I got a real funky prediction. No bias. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, you saw how he looked. You saw how he looked. Listen, listen, shh, shh, shh. 
Warriors, Warriors, if they win both games in Oakland, they'll win in five, maybe six. Five, maybe six. If the Celtics get a win in San Francisco, especially game one off the bat, Celtics win in seven. Damn, so you got the Warriors could potentially get a gentleman's sweep, man? That nigga drunk. No, not a gentleman's sweep. It would be contentious. It's just no, I don't... a gentleman. I know I'm saying a gentleman's sweep, though, is, five, is uh, 4 1. Oh, they could. If they Because you, you, you give them one game, basically. Yeah, facts. Yeah, if you. Oh, that's crazy. Wow. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a gentleman's uh, sweep. That's lit. You <laughs> Thank you. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you because the Warriors are a. The Warriors are a momentum team. Right, especially hey, especially now with them being older and them not being able to necessarily do the things that they need to do. And every hey, series, bro. every series, the Warriors have had two games where, hey, they've, where they've completely spazzed. They've had two games where they have completely spazzed. Hey, bro. What? The Warriors about to dog that shit, bro. Probably, <laughs> they probably, they probably will. They probably I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Shout out to the Celtics, but them boys is tired. This was a tough. That was a physical series for them. I will say that two series. It, yeah. it has. It has two been. A, it, it has just been a seven series. games with Giannis and that defensive ass team. Yo, had- how is Smart playing with a sprained ankle, bro? Smart is out there playing on no leg. This is, this is, His this whole is leg true. is broken. <laughs> but this is this is Jason the thing. Tatum. I'm not going. Jason Tatum is out there playing hurt. Literally, the only actual healthy person on that squad for me is Jalen Brown. He shows it to you every night. But even, even Horford like, is hurt. Horford is hurt. You know what I'm saying? A lot like y'all about y'all just did seven games. Back to back series while the Warriors been over here. Che Lynn. And getting guys back healthy. And they're about to get Gary Payton Jr. back for the finals. I feel like that alone, and like I feel like we can't I can't I can't take away from that from from the amount of games they played in the conference finals alone. Have and they in been the East and the North. Who the Warriors? Yeah. Warriors been off for a good week. You know what I'm saying? And they, I don't think they – did they have a game seven in these playoffs? No. They've been – it was five and six. I can't hear you, brother. It was five and six. They went five games and then six games. What was the – what did the Celtics do the first series? Who was their first series again? Brooklyn. They swept. Oh, and they swept them boys. Yeah, they got them boys out of there. <laughs> Yeah, them boys, them boys, them boys killed. But yeah, I feel like it's gonna be a tough series for them off the off just pure just fatigue and just wear and tear on their bodies alone. Like you're gonna have to run around chasing Steph Curry and Jordan Poole and and Clay Thompson on that. My thing with Steph Curry is Nels is right. They will have those games where everybody just snaps and niggas go for like crazy amount of points. Like the big three just goes nuts. But my thing I realized with Steph Curry is. He'll have those bad games. They'll have bad games, and this man still drops like 25, 26 points. You know what I'm saying? They have a big enough supporting cast to where 
I feel like that's what's going to determine it. I feel like that supporting cast, the Jordan Pools, the Andrew Wiggins, the uh, the the Draymonds are going to be the ones that not Draymond necessarily, but like even Kaminga. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be those guys. I feel like versus the Grant Williams, Al Horford. Pritch, I feel like Pritchard mm-hmm. has like, to have a big series. Stack up. Right. I feel like Marcus Smart has to have a big series. I feel like JB, Jason Tatum are going to do what they're going to do, even though Jason Tatum is, you know what I'm saying, has been banged the fuck up in these whole playoffs, but he still, he shows up. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I feel like it's really going to be those, those four, fifth, six guys as far as scoring. Because we know the Warriors could, could, everybody could score on that team. There's like at least five guys on that team that could score. Exactly. And the five guys are giving you 10-15, you win. You know what I'm saying? It's, like it's a matter of I feel like the the Celtics being healthy enough to have at least three like got three or four other guys other than JB and Jason Tatum carry that load. All right. So So Nels, who's your X factor in the series? It's it's not there's not an X factor for the Celtics. So Except for the series. For the series. So I, I think I don't think there's so for for the Warriors, there's an X Factor. I don't necessarily there's think I don't necessarily on both teams. How could there only be X Factor on one team? I mean I don't you know, there's not, I'd love to be able to explain it. Like you know what I'm saying? Different. I'm sorry? There's not one person on the Celtics you can see if they make a big impact that it'll it could change the complex of the game. No, because the Celtics the Celtics as a whole they're going to show something to the Warriors that the Warriors haven't seen their whole playoffs. And that's the defense. It's not one person because on the offensive side of the ball, Celtics ain't going to have enough firepower. They're not. Because the Warriors have 420-point scores at any point in time. Between Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, and Poole, Good. That's 420 point guys. That's 80 points every given night at least. So the rest of your team can be trash. If them four is on, it's over with. So that's Man. not what I'm concentrating on. The Warriors have seen teams that finesse their way on defense. The who who did they play first round? Who did they play the first round? Denver. Oh, Denver, thank you. Denver, then Memphis. Then Dallas, none of those teams are defensively sound. Number one, number two, none of those teams has a have don't even they don't even have one guy that can guard all five positions. Maybe, maybe Memphis, maybe Memphis with with Desmond Bain because he's, uh, would, he's a bigger body. I would argue Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson could, could got cooked by every guard that the Warriors oh, threw. Five out. positions though, huh? No, no. The Celtics got they got like a guard all five. Hold on now. Well, let, me, let me get let me get to let me get to where I'm getting to now. The, the thing that the Celtics do very well, and the thing about it is, is like the Celtics shouldn't even really realistically be in the finals. Should be out there fouling. Honestly, you said who? He you said Grant Williams. I ain't lie. Grant Williams would be out there fouling, bro. He don't I mean, be out there guarding nobody. Man, if, I, if Grant P, Williams is nice. If PJ, man. if PJ Tucker can do it, Grant Williams can do it. I'm gonna leave it right, right at that. PJ was ass. I ain't gonna lie. PJ has had no factor. I mean, is but I'm just saying, there's guys like Grant Williams because of PJ Tucker. 
So, right. So now the Celtics between Smart Tatum, who they I think he's underrated defensively. Brown, who's good defensively. Horford, who can hold his own defensively. And then you can, if Williams can get healthy, you can have a lineup out there where those screens and those cuts and all that other stuff isn't going to work because now instead of running through the screens, they're just going to switch, which that's why the Celtics have given the Warriors some issues since 2016. Steve Kerr's, the, the, the beauty of Steve Kerr's offense, especially with them, is they're going to force you to switch. They're going to find a mismatch. So, you know, the pieces that they have, like the Wiggins and the Pools, there's only a few teams that Pool and Wiggins can go to and be all-star caliber players. They're not trash by any means. So I don't want anybody to hear this and think I'm calling them trash. They're not trash. But Pool and Wiggins right now are all-star caliber players because there's teams that the Warriors play where they're like, all right, bet. This guy, we're going to isolate you with him and you finna get the fuck off. It won't be the whole game. But second quarter, we know for a fact once they put him on you, it's over with. You're going for you're going for 12 in this quarter. It's happened with Wiggins, it's happened with Poole, it's happened with Gary Payton too. It's obviously happened with Curry and Thompson. They yeah, isolate, they isolate, yeah, they isolate mismatches. And what happens is is that coaches now they don't want to show their hand. So coaches will sometimes just take that L and just be like, fuck it, you're just gonna beat me by 40 tonight. I'll go back to the drawing board and see what's good with the next game. But yeah, because they won't put in that one guy just correct, because. Correct. Because now you're letting Steve Kerr know every time this guy comes in, I'm putting this guy in because I'm about to whack your ass. Yeah. Right? So the thing about the Celtics is they're consistent. They win the same way they lose. So there's not really going to be a mismatch to find. Warriors are just going to have to play hard-nosed, solid basketball, which they can do. And like I said, if they win them first two games, it's over with. It's over with. Celtics got to be able to. Celtics got to be able to gain confidence. If that first game is close and they win the second game, we got a series. If the Celtics win that first game, we got a series because they're young boys, and even though they're hurt, they really, really want that chip. They really want that chip. I'm looking at how the Celtics play defense and I'm looking at how the Warriors play offense. Now the Warriors X factor, believe it or not, is going to be Draymond. If Draymond can average 15 in the series, it, it is going to be a problem. He's not about to work. He's not even going to try to. That's his problem. Yeah, that's, I don't yeah, know. That's, I don't, a, I don't that's know, the unfortunate bro. part. It's like, I don't bro. know. I don't know, bro. I, I got, like I said, I, I'm, I, okay. Well, then I don't mean to interrupt. You know, I've been watching, he's not, he's not trying to be aggressive. Right. I'm yeah, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you, but he has, he's the X factor to me. I feel like, I feel like with the Warriors, the guy on the Warriors is Curry. Let Curry get his rocks off. Let Curry get 40, whatever. I think I think Clay, if you put Brown on Clay, Clay will have some difficulty. I they're gonna they're gonna wanna put smart on Curry. For some reason, I can see Adoka taking smart off of Curry, putting Tatum on him, because Curry gonna get his points regardless, and putting smart on Poole or Wiggins. Because those two guys are going to be the issues. Because those their 20 points hurt. Every single one of them points, them wing guys, Poole and Wiggins, 
their points hurt every time. And that's why I feel like they'll lose. I feel like that's why I feel like eventually they'll end up losing because of that. Because you're putting, you're gonna put your best. Who, who are they gonna? You gonna put? You gonna put Tatum Ball Curry? Yeah, I'm not. Again, I'm not. I'm not arguing that. That's why I said my prediction is a funky one. Because yeah, it's it is funky, but it's still a possibility. If the Celtics win one of the first two games, Celtics can win in seven. I'm telling you. I understand them boys is hurt. Them boys been hurt the whole season. Them boys been hurt the whole season. And they just yeah, went he, and they just went through. They just went through. They went through a nice little gauntlet. And there has been there has been examples of teams getting through that gauntlet and playing a team that didn't go through that gauntlet. And them boys is tested and they ready and they're physical. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what Celtic team we're gonna get. Obviously, I'm saying it as a fan because outside of the regular spectrum, Celtics is gonna get washed. Right, but in the same context, it, it, you can have an adverse effect playing that many games and being hardened. By the time you get to the end, it's like, bitches, what can you really throw at us? Yeah, and what can what can you easy. really what can you really throw at us that we're not gonna see? Curry gonna hit his shots. That's true. And remember, they've split the season series, and I think the Warriors have their worst record or second worst record against the Celtics. And it's the same. Nothing has really changed from Stevens to Doka, and a lot of the personnel hasn't changed either. The biggest, the biggest change has been Irving. It's the same fucking team, same team. So I don't, I don't know, bro. I feel like if there's any, if there's any recipe for an upset, this is it. This is it. I don't see four two on either side. For some reason, I feel like it's either the Warriors is gonna wash, or the Celtics is gonna win a close one. Because because Warriors have shown signs of folding when the game is not going according to schedule. They have definitely shown signs where it's like, mm, that's kind of uncharacteristic of them boys to do that. Okay, they wasn't ready for this game today. You know, and, and honestly, they gave a team like Memphis, for example, a lot of confidence. Memphis talking a lot of noise for next year. Like, they are legitimately like, hey, if we were healthy, we're beating the Warriors this year. They're not, they're not saying it like, this is it's true but bro you I'll, I'll send you some i'll send you some social media stuff like these these memphis boys is chirping like i feel you and you're absolutely right but these memphis boys it's huh? been them all year long yeah them boys them boys are sitting like oh yeah we was on it you, see, you, be, you don't be seeing them you don't be seeing them after games when one person's having an interview no, they don't even let you have an interview. They all pull up deep as hell. Oh, we them niggas. Da, da, da. Like, they, <laughs> that's why they got no, the legitimately. like that. I'm not gonna lie. That's that's, that's funny as fuck. <laughs> I, now you got to make me. Now I'm gonna go watch post game interviews. If they bro, really like that, that shit is bro. Dirt. They be turned it up. It's the them game, and the Timberwolves, bro. They got the best in the yes, league. Bro. That's why it gets so far. It's because I feel like that hunger pushes them past a lot of people. Because you know, you don't really. You feel? Do you feel the same way? Do you feel the same way about the Celtics? Does the, that type of hunger? No. Okay. They have a skill. They have, they have skills on that team that the, the, the Grizzlies don't. But that hunger, that that young hunger that the Grizzlies, I don't see that. I don't see a lot of teams that have it outside of the team that. Willie just mentioned. That's facts. I, I, can, I can agree with that. You know, the thing, the thing about the Celtics is I think they got they got a very calm demeanor about them. They got a lot of veteran leadership over them. 
So it shows, right. and you you brought up a great point about skill. Like, bro, I I gotta be real with you again. No bias. Jason Tatum is that guy. Yeah, he really yeah. is that guy, bro. Like I was watching him. I was watching him game seven when he finally like got it together, and it's like, you know, I didn't think he would have been that guy that quickly. But he's easily now one of those guys that we used to refer to back in the day, like a Kobe Bryant or whatever, where it's like, all right, now nah, he he might be four for 12. Don't let him get two in a row. Right. Now, this is going to be one of those series where, and the thing is, this is why I'm like, as Ooh, much as the well, word. Let me, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Dylan. I don't even mean to interrupt you. This is a really interesting question that I, I don't have the answers to. So, remember, you have Al Horford, Right. Uh, down there and if they have Williams and you got two bigs that can kind of spread the court a little bit so if you're Steve Kerr who's your main concern and who's guarding who say that again if you so if you are Steve Kerr right and you already have you already have your stuff set up like who guards who Willie you can answer too by all You're means, saying like, who, like who, who guards, guards Horford? Who? No, like who guards who for the Celtics? Oh, well, the answer first. Like, okay, hmm, okay. So I would personally have, I would have Smart guard Curry. I would have Tatum on Thompson. I would have Brown on Poole or Wiggins, whoever's in, and then. You would have, I think you have Horford guard Draymond, and then you have a Williams guard whoever's at the five. If that's Looney, if that's Kaminga, I think he stays with whoever that is. And then if Kaminga's in the game, I think you'd have to switch, and Horford might have to play Kaminga while uh, Williams plays Draymond. What about what about on what about on the other end? On the other end. Um, Curry. I think has, Boston's got some mismatches over there too. That's the thing. I think Curry has to stay on smart because that's a that's a given. Um, Draymond. I think Draymond's on Tatum. Um, Draymond I think on Tatum. Yeah, yeah. Draymond and Tatum. I think Draymond. Yeah, yeah Draymond either, him or, either him or Thompson. I but I got game shit. on Brown. I feel like I feel like uh, Thompson's going to be on Tatum too. Yeah. See, the reason why I don't like... The only reason why I don't like... Uh, Wiggins might even get on Tatum. The, yeah, the exactly. only reason why I don't like Draymond on Tatum is because you're taking considerable rebounding away from the paint. Not if not if Looney's on the court. Yeah. Nah. And if you have Looney... I'm, if you have Looney... I think Looney's, Looney's an underrated rebounder. He's not... Yeah, he is, for sure. For sure. He out... And he out... Unless, like... And I feel like the only way it doesn't happen is if Grant and Horford or Grant and um not even really Grant to me, if, or if like Horford and Robert Williams are on the court at the same time, if they've done, if the Celtics have done it, they'll do it. They'll have Al Horford and Rob Williams on the court at the same time. And if you do it like that, then Draymond wouldn't be on Tatum because then you would need him for the rebounders. I know Curry wouldn't put him on there unless they had, like if they know Looney's in there and there's only one other real big in there, then you could put Draymond anywhere else that you wanted to put him. If there's two bigs on the court, though, then you probably wouldn't do that. You'd probably have him either on uh, Horford or Grant and just have him playing that rover, that guy that is just great because he's really good on help defense anyways. 
And then you could have a Wiggins on a Tatum, and then you could have a um, Clay Thompson on um, on JB. For sure. And that's interchangeable. And that that matchup right there is I will say this much too. Regardless of who wins how many games or whatever, like I think like this is going to be one of the more entertaining games to watch as far as game planning. Oh, we're going to see a lot of we're going to see a lot of little changes. You know what I mean? We're going to see a lot of little matchups and stuff like that. I think that's going to be real cool to see. Honestly, even even if it's like a four o five o game, I, I I feel like there's going to be so many little battles that we're going to be able to really like watch and enjoy. Honestly. So, Lucky. yeah, man. I mean, everybody said their predictions. Um, I don't think I did. I don't think I don't know if Dylan did either. Um, but I got, I got the Warriors in seven. Nice. Yeah, I got the Warriors in seven too. Nice, Buddha. I said Warriors in six. Nice. Celtics and seven. I'm be I'm be the one, man. I'm the one. Oos. Fuck it. Right. Fuck it. Anything else in the world of basketball? Um, nothing. Oh yeah. Just if we have mentioned these these uh predictions. Every year that Kendrick's dropped an album. The Warriors have won the NBA championship. Yeah, I saw that. Whoa. I saw that. So because of that, it's easy. It's just easy. The Warriors about to get that. Be easy to. I ain't easy, but I'm just saying history. You know what I'm saying? Do be telling some shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. We gonna we gonna see. We gonna see. Oh, I think the one last NBA thing I have is that um. The they've been saying that the Nets um are unwilling to re-sign um Kyrie Irving to an yeah. extension, which I think yeah. which I think leads to Kevin Durant's exit as well. Mm, if Kevin if Kevin Durant if Kevin Durant clears it like that, bro, wow. I mean, if Kevin Durant really clears it like that, bro, that's gonna be fucking crazy to me, bro. Um, why? I don't think because it would be crazy to me because I think his Kyrie brought his, Yeah, his entire intention to, to was to continue his career wherever Kyrie was. So I think it's a package deal. So it don't matter. I think it don't matter. It's just wherever Kyrie's gonna go, they're gonna they're gonna try to win the championship there together. Bro, that's wild. And Kyrie, I just and, you don't think and, and so. KD that would be Kevin through. Durant's. How many teams? That's that's three three teams for KD. For KD, that'll be a fourth team if he left on his fourth team. Oh my gosh, bro! You don't think like you know? So here's here's my thing. All right, boom. Let let we can make this a quick conversation. So obviously LeBron is on his fourth team as well, right? Mm-hmm. So why is it? That we are cutting so much on, huh? The ball on his third team. Third team? Yeah. Yeah, because he, he went, went back, back to Cleveland. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. But he's, so let's say fourth destination, technically. Fourth destination. Let's, yeah, technically. So what's the difference between 
LeBron and KD. Why is it? Why so? Why is it that we we don't get on? We don't get on Braun the same way we get on KD. Because Braun didn't. I think they. Well, I mean, it's on Braun anymore because Braun's already older and now it doesn't matter anymore. KD's getting his shit now. Mm. He LeBron was getting KD getting it right now. Um, and I also think I also think um LeBron coming back to Cleveland and winning that championship made a big difference. In a lot it of people's opinion, it did because I think right. a lot of people, think a lot of people he is a guy that you know, see that they beat him with the championship. That he brought, he did bring, he definitely brought a championship back to the crib. Yeah, and he I think he did, and I think that alone just put him in um a different, in a, in just a different light with in in the within the league, and I think that's why Katie. It doesn't like it doesn't matter if. I think even if he wins another championship, I don't think it'll be even they it won't matter. People are still gonna be like, mm, your rings are tainted anyway. You stop. I think and it's and it's unfortunate because of how great it is. I wouldn't necessarily go that far because I feel like it always depends like where he goes, how it happens, the type of impact he has. We're getting into a new age, but like people like to talk about records and this, that, and the third. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. I just, I don't know, man. I feel like LeBron had to leave a team and go get with some stars to win his. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Nobody there's much difference between KD and 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 LeBron either. Just a couple, just a ring, right? If KD goes somewhere and wins one, two more, I don't think we look at him any different or worse. Yeah, I can see that. But people yeah, will, like, though, like you said, one or two more. That's the. I just think that's really. I just think that's really interesting. How? How many he got right now? Two, two. He got two. He's got two rings. Two rings and one Finals MVP or two Finals MVP. Two. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it'll be crazy. Also, Kyrie, you know, I, I think I mentioned it like a week or two ago. You know, Kyrie lost the, that Nike deal as well. Mm-hmm. So he's but a sneaker free. Nike, I think Nike's dumb for that because um, Kyrie sells sneakers. What? Yeah. Kyrie can actually push I sneakers. I think, yeah. Yeah. Like Kyrie pushes sneakers more than he's like, like he's, he pushes sneakers better than LeBron at this point. I mean, I agree 100%. I think the reason why they dropped him is because um, of that. You remember when he went on social media and was, like, trashing his own sneaker? Well, I, I mean, remember that. I mean, if you didn't have... Um, you remember that? I do, I do, yeah, I do remember that. Didn't I do he, remember did that. he not have a say in it? He said he didn't have a say in it. And yeah. he was like, but wouldn't you be upset, too? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Definitely. I don't know. I think I would have kept it corporate and just vibed out. Wore the sneakers. Uh, I'm not saying what he did. Not was yet, wrong. Not, I'm just exactly. saying, I'm but saying Nike, but Nike right. probably didn't like that. For yeah. sure. I don't even think it's probably. I think that's. I think literally yeah. that's the situation itself. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, and then on top of that, like, what teams you think there's a situation where it's like, all right, you'd be crazy to not want Kyrie on your team, or do you think it's gonna be yeah. a tougher market now? Um, you'd be, be crazy. You'd be crazy not to want him. Because you know you're gonna get Kevin Durant. 
Are you, you know. sure? You for you know for a fact? I don't know if they go on the same team. Know for a fact, when you know for a fact you're getting Kyrie. Yeah. Which, and which, no. which increases your market. Your team, Kyrie is more than enough. Because think about it. If you put um Kyrie on the Suns. Bitch, you might have a different game. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. It, it's just a question, you know. what I mean, I feel like Kyrie can make any team better. I just think as a team, I would Kyrie, never, I would Kyrie never was... give Kyrie a long term contract ever. Is that because and if you're you told him, no, it's because of his track record so far. Okay, I can I can respect that. You know what I'm saying? And, and even taking myself outside, I'm not a bitter Celtic fan. We got better after he left. We picked up a couple more pieces and got some picks. So, like, I'm not, I'm not tripping. I, I definitely feel like you know he was a little too caught up in the moment when he said he was going to come back. I ain't believe that shit for nothing. To be honest with you, from the first, from the minute he said, I was like lying ass. Um, so I knew he was going to clear it. Uh, secondly, is just like wait, but then they said, but aren't, isn't it them saying they're not trying to sign him? I don't think, how does that, like, how do we figure that that's him not trying to come back? What do you mean? He said, what, what he said, about? wasn't it the Celtics that weren't trying to sign him? No, he left the Celtics. If you're talking about the Nets. I was just talking about No, I was just talking about the Celtics. Now, in the, in the situation with the Nets, I think the Nets just don't want to sign him just because I think, like, the last two years was just a lot to deal with, with him. Yeah. But a lot of that wasn't his fault though, with COVID and shit, bro. Like, like I don't get it, bro. I I under listen. I I I'm with y'all. I think I think I think corporately speaking, you know, he could have went and got tested, did his thing, got on the court and played ball. I I think what he did was great as far as like you know sticking to yourself and sticking with your guns and being like, this is how I feel. This is what I'm gonna do. But you should have known that there was going to be some kind of drawback from it. You know what I'm saying? Like there was, there was a drawback. There was absolutely a drawback. Um. So you know, I think like you know, you got to look at it like this, right? I sometimes find myself, um, not necessarily feeling always bad for athletes at the end of the day you know it's still your job to play basketball right it's your job to play basketball if i'm going to a brooklyn nets game i'm going to a brooklyn nets game because i want to see kd and i want to see Kyrie. period point blank i don't care for anybody else on that team so when you're missing half the season damn near for covid it does hurt the team pockets. The team will make a decision and probably move off of you. I don't know too many athletes that would get away with that. Like Kawhi shouldn't be getting away with what he's getting away with, to be honest with you. Clippers should move up off Kawhi, right? You know what I'm saying? So I haven't even heard Kawhi's name this season. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. But he does, but he does get away with it. That's my point, but he, he shouldn't. What is he doing though? I don't. I don't understand. Like, injured. He's injured. He's injured. Yeah, he's injured. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's injured. Yeah, he's injured. 
So, you know, the, the fact of the matter here is it's still a job. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a teacher. My job is to teach. If I miss half the year because of COVID, I would still have a job. I just don't think I'd come back to the same school. The county wouldn't let me go. You know what I'm saying? But the school could sit there and be like, yeah, we probably won't do much with this contract. You, you know, there's other openings at other schools and you'll be the first one in line to get a job. Like, I still get a job. You just wouldn't see me at my high school no more. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't know too many jobs and especially since you didn't have COVID. You see what I'm saying? Like, you just got to go take a shot and come back and make your millions of dollars. Like, you're making well, what more is that? I didn't have COVID, so I should have done took the shot. Say again? But what does that mean? Like, I didn't have COVID, so I should have went and just took the shot. No, that's, I don't not, that's, not what I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not that's what you just said. You said you didn't have COVID. Right. So you could have just went and got the shot. Right. That, that is, that is, but you're saying, it sounds like you're saying it from the perspective of Kyrie. I'm telling you what corporate's thinking. Kyrie can do whatever the hell he wants. Right. It still has to make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's my problem with the corporate thing, because it's like corporate has to be this this line of just where just do what we say because it just makes sense to us. Like he's st- like, you still allowed him to play. You still reversed the, the ruling so that he could play at home. I don't, so I mean, unless y'all plan on like reversing the mandate again, we're then we're sure that the yeah, other Brooklyn Nets front office is on that just finicky shit to where they just trying to be on money plays. But I don't know. I feel like this should be a, a fine, like, like there shouldn't be a, a line that shouldn't be able to be crossed when it comes to like players and being able to still be their own decision makers and not necessarily be like, you know what I'm saying? Unless it's really detrimental to the team, which, you know, like I agree to your point, if, if they feel like, man, you had, a, you was gone for half the year, we missed out on this much money, we ain't giving you nothing long term. I feel that 100%. 100%. But like, to think they can just, you know, get the shot, like, because they don't have COVID and they, you know, that's what everybody, 97% of the league did it. It's like, yeah, it's cool, but 100% of the league didn't do it. Yeah, but you I know? mean, that that wasn't a, that wasn't a Nets mandate, though. That was, that was it New York. Exactly, it wasn't. It was like, and outside of that mandate, when it came to the Nets, I feel like Kyrie never did anything wrong when it came to the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why it's so weird when these type of things happen for me because it's like you so you show to have his back so long throughout the season. I felt like they were behind Kyrie through and through throughout the season. I think they were to an extent. I feel like this thing with a lot of these teams, like I'll, I'll be like you know you seen how shit was going with with motherfuckers like like uh, Ben Simmons. Yeah, but like. Nigga, like Kyrie, it felt like you know it seemed like the team was behind him. So not all of being some be like, oh, well, we ain't resigning him. That's like okay, well, yeah. Well, it did. Did it say that they didn't want to resign him, or it just they just said they don't want to do anything long term with him? Might be resigned. Might be resigned. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I feel like at the end of the day, like. I only know what. I mean, I, I like I said, I, I I gave the corporate perspective. I ain't gonna say that Kyrie shouldn't do what he did. 
Kyrie did what he did. He stood for he he did what he stood for. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like you know, doing making those decisions does put you in a place of liability. You know what I mean? And it and it puts you in a place where they they can make that decision off of you. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I, I mean personally, I don't I don't really think Kyrie even really cares to be honest with you. But you know, it's going to be interesting to see how if it hurts his if it hurts his value um his value at all, which I doubt. But you never know. Time will tell. Time right. will tell. Anything else with the world of basketball? No, man, that's it. Yeah, we straight and we Gucci. Yeah, we yeah, Gucci Poochie. Cool. We Gucci Poochie. Back that up. All right, so underrated bars of fame. We're doing an, a very interesting one for you guys. Um, this is this is a song that I actually really like. Super underrated to me. We don't really talk about it much when we talk about his catalog. I don't think we talk about this mixtape much when we when we talk about his catalog. But we're doing Home for the Holidays by J. Cole off of the Friday Night Lights mixtape, which I still think is one of his best works. And and you know, if you haven't listened to it, then you're doing yourself a huge disservice, especially if you're a J. Cole fan. Um, so home for the holidays. Um, J. Cole. Hey, this is the story of a young and dreaming. Left his city to see if he could be what he dreaming. Big city on his own shit. But every now and then I get homesick. Pick up the phone. Holla at my partner. He telling me be warned. A lot of shit didn't change in the time that you've been gone. Streets got meaner. The hoes got growner. And went and got babies today. They got their diplomas. Damn, gonna be some is missing you when you fly back. If you black, they sending you to jail or to Iraq. Oh, buddy that we hoop with, with the bad chick and the fly lack and the gold chain, caught him on the merc trying to buy crack. Damn, homie. Shit, in high school, he was the man, homie. The fuck happened to you? You used to beat us down at the buses after school. Now you looking like a motherfucking fool. Said I be home for the holidays. So when you see me, better holler at me. I got to get up out the city for it. Try to trap me. I got to leave. I wish I could stay, but I'll be home for the holidays. And to those that I used to know from way before, keep your head up. Come and get this. Come, let's get this bread up. Girl, I got to go. I wish that I could stay, but I'm coming home for the holidays. Hey, this is a story about some puppy love. But at the time, boy, I was feeling like this must be love. Although now I'm on my grown shit. She bad as hell. It still get homesick. I was fresh up off a scholarship, dressed like a black man in some college shit. Got a little knowledge, now I'm following the politics. But I still gotta holler at my old chick. So sweet, so thick. Girl, pick up your phone, it's me. She said, what, we ain't homies no more? You go to college, now you act like you don't know me no more? Girl, please, we got history. Semester seems so long. The last time I seen your baby, you ain't had no clothes on. So if history repeats itself, when I get home, girl, it's on. You ain't gonna need your belt or your pants or your drawers when we hit the rewind. Just don't give it up in the meantime. Said I'd be home for the holidays. So when you see me, better holler at me. I gotta get up out the city for it. Try to trap me. I gotta leave. Wish that I could stay, but I'd be home for the holidays. And to those that I used to know from way before, keep your head up. Come, let's get this bread up. Girl, I gotta go. I wish I could stay, but I'm coming home for the holidays. Man, I reminisce on them school days. I know you know them act of fool days that missed that blood that missed the bus that hit the blunt and go to school blaze. Trying to get laid so I gotta stay fly. 
but a hell of a shot. You would have thought that's where the Bulls play. Was just a freshman, could use a little Kool-Aid. Crushing on them upperclassmen, but it was too late. Buddy, she was dating, yeah, he had the freshest shoes, but it graduated and he never made two A's. Hey, if you listening, we got in school, but who will pay our tuition, man? He's crazy. One year costs about the same as a Mercedes. Four years cost wife, crib, and a baby. And maybe the same for me. Only if I could go, if only I could be LeBron and go straight to the league. The worst part of growing up, man, shit ain't for free. Maybe I could be somebody people would pay to see. And maybe I should move up out here to the place to be, to get from A to Z. Hey, what you think, I'm crazy? If I told you one day that I'm going to sign with Jay-Z, and will I make it, man? I guess we got to wait and see. Said I'll be home for the holidays. So when you see me, better holla at me. I got to get up off the city before they try to trap me. I got to leave, wish that I could stay, but I'll be home for the holidays. And to those that I used to know from way before, keep your head up. Come, let's get this bread up. Girl, I got to go, wish I could stay, but I'm coming home for the holidays. J. Cole, home for, the, home for the holidays. If you haven't heard it, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Underrated bars and fan right now. Hold on with y'all. Turn up. We'll talk. Hey, man. Um, hey, Buddha, where can they reach us on email? Ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on uh, Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. What about on Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. What about Facebook? Ball Sports Podcast. Hey, Dylan, what we saying, man? It's time to get off the air. Sure is. How many times you do this? 233, 234, 235? 231. 231? Oh, shoot. I'm weeks ahead, boy. And for the 231st time, we are done. Yeah. Hey, man, we really appreciate y'all listening to us. Y'all really could have been listening to any other sports podcast in the world, but you're not. With us, keep giving us these clicks and these listens. We're gonna keep giving you this content to ride to and buy to potentially get high to. All right, Weezy, we out of here. Yeah, bye, host. Silly, adios. See you later. No, I was gonna do that. I'll put that ball. <laughs> I know, I was trying to do it for the people. <laughs> Chasing chicken for a while While a coyote been up on the style Step on the shit like these niggas a town